Hey, good people. Welcome to the Sunday Dinner Podcast. I am Daya Lene, your host who will try not to do the most, but I have been called dramatic and I can be dramatic. So just be prepared. That's my disclaimer. But it's always in good with good intentions, just to bring a little spice to your life sometimes. I am a certified life coach who specializes in encouragement. I'm also a mental health advocate. I am very big on that and a lot of the show will be geared towards mental health, so fair warning. I'm also the queen of quotes, so you'll hear a lot of those from me. And I am very resourceful, so I'll be sharing the gems I find with you and hope to pass the information along and hopefully it can help you out as well. I have decided to be the change I want to see in the world, as Gandhi would say. I'm here to offer encouragement and tools for healing and hope to building back the black family. Hey girl, how are you? I am good. How are you? I am well. I am well. Thank you so very much for joining me today. Appreciate you. Oh, no problem at all. Thanks for having me. Yes. So what I usually like to do is introduce my guests how, the way that I see them, my perspective of them. First of all, I will. I have to tell everyone <laughs> that you are a dance machine and that's what we have in common. <laughs> Girl, you be dancing like you are. Woo! <laughs> I remember your famous uh head swing, swinging Throwing your hair on head, the dance Lord, floor. Girl. Lord. <laughs> and they let me in that Millennium Tour, and that's exactly why I couldn't walk the next day. Knees and neck, man. <laughs> we ain't young like we used to be. Not at all. <laughs> so, man. So now um, I have Miss Tiandra Jefferson. She is a mother, a wife the owner of Aura and Glow and we're on this journey together and I think it's so dope that I may be seeing you 10 years ago if not more and that here we are 10 years later you live in a different state now and we're on the same journey doing the same things I think it's so amazing because so many people grow apart but here we are in the same season at the same time man oh man we got we got too many memories to grow apart honey (laughs) okay Okay. <laughs> Would you like to introduce yourself? I, I think you did it, but I'm Tiandra Jefferson. I'm a mommy of two beautiful little boys and wife to a wonderful yet crazy husband and owner of Orin Glow, soy massage candles and wax melts and all things homey. So that's it. And I guess yeah, dance machine. That's my that's where that was my original outlet. I didn't realize it until I got older and started on this journey. But that was my initial or my original outlet. I hated speaking in public. I didn't want you to know my name, call my name, look at me too long. Like I just wanted to be in the box. But that dance, a lot of people don't know well, a lot of people know me. I've always worn glasses. I'm blind as a bat. I can't see even the alarm clock without them. And that's what I would do. I would literally take off my glasses to perform I couldn't take anyone looking at me so <laughs> but oh, dance was wow. my my original outlet that's how I jumped I would jump like, rather be blind don't look at me like, <laughs> I don't want anybody to look at me watch me and I get on the dance floor and just go off by myself that was just that was just my thing so yeah but dance was that was that was it that was my original outlet so now it kind of got to a little two-step and some few line dances because 
He's he's been through the creep and pop lock and drop it and everything. Yeah, I don't I don't know about Megan. Megan got got a little work to catch up with me. <laughs> oh boy, I never knew that you were blind as a bat. I <laughs> no. am so blind. That's why I wear contacts because they can they, the cutting they will have to do on those lenses, honey. I can't see. <laughs> But that's so awesome, like, that you exp- expressed that that's your outlet, because back then, I never knew what mine was, but I guess that what it was. I didn't like speaking. I didn't like doing anything else. But when I got on that dance floor, baby, don't you mess with me. I don't even need a partner to dance with me. Just let me have it. <laughs> and I, it's someone. Jumping right back in. So now that you claim um, that you cannot dance anymore, which I don't believe, what is your outlet now? <laughs> to be honest, I still, if I get overwhelmed, it's still dance. I still, I'll turn on me some 90s music or some good, some good dance hall because, you know, I love my reggae mm-hmm. and I'll still go at it. Now, it's not as hard as I would go on a dance floor, <laughs> but that that's still my outlet. I guess I listen to music like uh, most people watch TV. So... Music is, is is still my outlet. I just don't, I guess I don't go out in that atmosphere. I'm more at the brunch age now. So when the DJ get to go in at the brunch, yeah, I still go in, but it's just not on that dance floor. But I realized I still got it a little bit because we ended up at a Millennium Tour this weekend, this past weekend on the Humbug. And when Yin Yang was in that thing, and then he went to go on again. So hey, I was like, uh-oh. Whistle, why <laughs> Man, listen, they came out this. I said, wait a minute. No, wait, not this. I was screaming at the time. I was screaming like I was 15 years old running to the stage again. Like it, it was, it was, it was almost embarrassing because I got back to my seat and this girl was like, oh my God, they are so cute. How old are you? And I'm like, 36. <laughs> she was like, so is my mom. Shut up. Oh, shut oh. up. <laughs> It was so funny, but like, we had us a ball, okay? <laughs> had us a ball. Because it's in you. Even though you say you don't want to do it, some stuff is just in us and we can't deny it. You and just got to embrace it. Hello. <laughs> you got to embrace it. Yes. Yes. Because <laughs> I'm just saying, I don't care. I used to tell people, like, even I don't care if I'm in a three-piece suit, hair slicked back in the bun put those glasses on and I'm walking into a meeting. It's cash money start to take over for the nine nine in the two thousand. Like I'm hiking that skirt up. Like some things just it's just it's just the natural order of things. I'm sorry. Some things just have to happen. That it will probably never leave. I'm sorry. <laughs> I love it though. I love it so much. I also think um how it's so dope that you left. You're we're not even in the same state anymore. What provoked you to make that move? So this is going to be so crazy. But at that point, I literally left two weeks before my 30th birthday. Wow. And I, at that point, it was, to be honest, I had already figured that, that's a crazy way to say it, I wasn't really strong enough to just get up and go. But hmm. everyone encouraged me to get up and go all my life. You don't have any kids. You don't have this. You don't have, it's just you just go. Mm-hmm. You got a job. You can just go. And I never left. Never left. We watched you leave. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, dang, look at that. 
honey, I will never, I'm like, <laughs> like it just, you, you, I, you just don't know. You were like, everybody who knows me now as a mother knows your name. And I know we haven't Aww. seen each other in forever, but we really, like, I really knew I was not ready to be anyone's mother because I had never seen it done like you. Like, it amazes me now to listen to your story because to us, you were like, you were the first one, you had those kids. Mm-hmm. You were the first one to be like, um, no, I can't go out. You know, I got my sons. I got to do this. Like, nobody we knew was saying, no, I can't go. Like, mm-hmm. they were, mm-hmm. everybody was out of there. You had your car. You were handling this. Like, none of us, when we were looking for a new apartment, like, you were out the state. Yeah. When we I were looking actually. to, yeah, you were out, the, you were gone. Like, when we were looking for, like, the next party, you were in that Lincoln. Like, we were like, they ain't playing like <laughs> so I to hear your story now it's like I can identify with it because there's so many other moving parts but just to in my mind it was like you you had done it and you had your boys you were you were out of there it was just like there's nothing I can't do but I was just not strong enough to do that no kids no whatever everybody thought was just made it easier for me I wasn't so my mm. cowardly way of doing it was to apply for jobs I was working mm. for LabCorp at the time at their laboratory and like three of my coworkers had applied for the laboratory in the Philippines and just moved. Wow. <laughs> and they were given out um, um, like giving out corporate housing for three months and I already had my car and it was just like, okay, so I'm going to find somewhere where LabCorp is <laughs> right? and just apply for a job. I got my car three months to get to a house you know I had my own place so rental history wasn't a problem and all that good stuff so I was just like that's how I'm gonna get out of here there was literally nothing holding me in Columbus but I just didn't understand that at the time so that was my I'm gonna get out of here so I was actually applying for and got my same exact position in Tampa Florida Mm. and right after I interviewed for it me and Q were kind of establishing what we were but I was just like, okay, and if we do, then you can come see me in Florida because I'm I not stopping go. now. I'm already, okay. Yeah, I'm not stopping right now. I'm already in my motion. I'm going, and he was in his own transition in life, trying to transition, you know, kind of out of the street life. And that's how we kind of came together. We met when he was really crazy. Mm. And I was like, nope, not doing it. I'm not the right? girl from these little hood books. I'm not doing it. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, you know me, and I had my pop-pop back then, and my whole thing in life is if I had to call my pop-pop, I don't need you. So as long mm. as I had my pop-pop, I didn't care about what these men were out here doing. You know what I mean? Like, I would do it too. So, wow. so mm. my thing was, I know he wasn't going to stop me from going to Tampa, and he had told me, like, hey, I'm moving to Phoenix. Like, if I stay in Ohio, I'm going to keep doing what I was doing. Mm. And I didn't believe him, because at the time... He was one of the rare guys I had met and had um, already not the whole baby mama drama, but he already had court-appointed documents. He had four days appointed per week by the judge, so he had the the majority of custody. Wow. So I never had to deal with, like, the baby mama drama and all of that good stuff. So I was just, like, in that aspect. So I knew how much he had his son. I didn't believe he would leave. To be honest, so when he landed in Phoenix, I'm like, oh, he'll be back in a few weeks. Because <laughs> <laughs> his godparents lived out here, so he visited all the time. So it was just like, you know, he'll be back. But he he really moved. 
And I was like, for him to take that leap when he normally has his only child almost every day of the week, like, wow. The more we got more into our situation and then into a relationship and everything that happened with him, like, I started looking at Phoenix, but I did not look at Phoenix until I could make Phoenix work for me. Mm -hmm. So at the time I was at Morgan Stanley, Morgan Stanley transferred me. All of that, like all of that had to work for me because I've never been, because of my grandfather, been able to or okay with depending on a guy. Mm. So I had to have it my way. So I had to have my car. I had to have my job, my this, and not just any job, not just because there was a job. Like I had to be able to be me. So when I was able to establish that, Phoenix was it. Mm. That's so dope. Whatever your tool was, you did it. <laughs> You did it. And I'm kind of like your husband. Like, if I would have stayed here, girl, I don't know where I would be or who I would be. So that was kind of my escape. I had to. It wasn't a choice for me. Like, I had to. Because <laughs> I am the girl from the hood books. I'm just going to keep it real. <laughs> so <laughs> that's me. Yes, and like, that's what I attract. And that's what I do. And I said, if I do not leave, the, it's going to take me under. So I left. And I was scared. Um, same thing. I just got online and I found a job. I'm like, okay, I'm taking it. And my job wasn't even, um, I wasn't a regular employee. I was a temp, but I'm like, I don't care. I'm going to make it work. And I packed up and I moved 10 hours away from home. And that was the best decision of my life. So that's what made me ask you what made you leave? Because I feel like moving from your hometown makes you a woman or makes you it helps you grow in so many ways and learn yourself and learn how to depend on yourself. Cause you can't turn around and say, Hey, you got this or, Hey, I had a long day. Let me just come over. Hey girl, let's get some wine. Like you got to really start from the sandbox. Like you have yep. to make friends all over again. Like, yes, <laughs> you yes. have to and hope that they're genuine. Like you're literally mm. 30 years old trying to make a friend trying to do this trying to do that and then you have to remember like unfortunately if somebody does something weird to you or weird around you or just is not a genuine person this is not the sandbox you can't go throw a block at them throw something <laughs> in their face and keep going like you end up in jail like you really <laughs> have to go that you know what I mean like you yes. have to really go back to the sandbox and try to be an adult in the playground like it's it's really mm. people don't really like oh as long as you got a house you got a car you're nope. good and nope. then a lot of people don't talk about it but the second you step out the state you are topic number one hello i called it pictionary <laughs> on facebook <laughs> honey i have been here three days went to a phoenix suns game Ooh, bags weren't even unpacked i just went to a game mm-hmm. oh you know she dating a suns player oh <laughs> you know she and it was just like when by the time by the time I t- I quit talking to everybody from back home I quit talking to everybody I get my same two three friends I have from high school it's who I still talk to today everybody that came and went in my life in between those real friends from like childhood mm-hmm. are gone mm. they hit me up when they think I'm going to be a taxi cab Airbnb oh I'm in Phoenix and I had to stop doing that too. People show up and then they say, oh, wow, we thought you were going to, we get somewhere and have lunch with them. Bill come, everybody whistling and looking around at us. Like, 
What? Oh, so this was on me. Okay. Wow. Like I, I really, and then when I come home, when I would come home, we would come home and people would stare at you and look at your purse and your nails and and oh, what y'all doing? I work every okay. day at five a.m. <laughs> like, like it's just, it's just, it's just so crazy the things that people get. Like you, what's that saying? They say you got to watch being happy around unhappy people. Mm. Like you can't even smile. And these wow. people are like, what are you doing? What are you like? They got to bring it down or get a piece of it. And either way, they're just taken from you. And it's just like, it's just family, my real friends, and now my husband and my babies. That's it. Wow. That's, That's it. Deep. Like you have to, you have to kind of watch it. It's, it's, I hate it because I had to learn it the hard way. It literally took me probably about two years to cut the last person off. And it mm. was just like, my feelings were hurt. And you know me, I'm usually goofy, throw some music on and I'm throwing my hair and stuff. But I was tears. Mm. Like a little kid. Like, you don't want to be my friend? Like, I thought we yeah. were friends. Like, it hurts. Yeah. It hurts. So once it like once you step out of that state, once you cross that state line, like you gotta mm. have a tough skin. You gotta have a tough skin. You don't have nobody to kiki with, you don't have nobody to have some wine with. And then if you do. You got to kind of watch it because you can't call home and vent about everything because that listening ear, once the phone hangs up, turns into a running mouth. Hello. Yeah, it look cute on Facebook, but she ain't having all that fun. It ain't all that, let me tell you. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and they get to telling all your business their yep. way. And you're like, wait, what? <laughs> I'm fun- like, huh? So yeah. now you got to whine by yourself and you don't know if you can trust this friend because your other friend is just, I, I don't uh, it was it once you cross it you get a yeah you're right you turn into a woman you get a real thick skin a mm-hmm. very thick skin because even in the most smallest ways you can't just lay on your mom's couch when you want to be sick or you can't just me I used to call crawl up in my grandparents' bed or random Friday I just go over there and watch movies or something like none of that was available to me anymore right at all in every situation you have the easiest thing to do is to go home. It is. You can just go home. Somebody will be there to chill with you. Somebody will be there to kick it with you. Somebody can go with you. They got your bed. My best friend was still back there. Like everything was back home. So every time something happens, the first thought that runs into your mind is go home. Because home go is home. A, a comfort place. That's a comfort place. It's a zone. comfort place. And you can go right back to doing exactly what you were doing. And somebody is going to justify whatever BS you want to do. Yeah. Oh, In my any gosh. Way. Pat you on the back. It's okay. Girl, drink some more. Girl, mm-hmm. ask that bill. We'll worry about it later. Smoke this. Go ahead and mess with him. Like, you can go do all of that. And they'll just be like, yeah, come do it. But the second yeah. you want to do something different, nobody wants to do it with you. So I know. I know. It's tough. It is. Um, miserable people like to stay miserable. I think it's like a crabs in a bucket mentality here. And stepping outside the box definitely puts all eyes on you so like you said you came home and people are looking at your purse or what are you doing just because I live in another state doesn't mean my money is different like I'm I'm still doing the same things I'm just utilizing my money in different ways because I got real bills here the cost of living is not as as much here like so it was just like nobody ever looked into that nobody even thought about the fact that hey she still has her same job up until a point you know what I mean like it's Mm -hmm. just like I'm still me I'm still gonna turn my music on 
I drive my little Kia. I am just me. Like there's certain things that are just not gonna but it's just like it once you step out of the state, you are on your own. You are. You are <laughs> you are on your own and you have to figure it out. And it's just like after a while when I was able to kind of link up with some dope friends and kind of find some people that I could have my own identity with because it's real easy once you come here mm. especially when you're with someone and in a relationship like you like he had the godparents here his mother relocated here like you know all of that so the easiest thing to do would be to attach myself to that I don't have to be by myself if I go with his sister or his this or his that or his friend's girl or his friend like I had to really find a way to have my own identity still because that was I always had that Mm. so coming here and having to figure that out again like it was it was tough but it's probably been the most rewarding experience of my life and I'll probably never go back to Ohio I'll visit (laughs) (laughs) but I don't I don't even enjoy visiting it's I enjoy Mm. my family I enjoy my friends I miss them so dearly I but and I probably not bug them every day. I bug everybody. Mika tape. I bu- I bug everybody every day. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to live there. I don't want my sons there. I don't. Mm. I don't. Yeah. I just yeah. don't. It's like they teach us back home to work, 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 work. Save up your PTO. Save up your money. And one day you can see a palm tree. And they're mm. in my front yard every morning when I wake up Hello. with no work. I don't have to. And it's just like, it's just a different experience, especially most of the people I'm I'm friends with are from the Midwest here anyway. Mm-hmm. And it's just like a, a completely, and we're all on the same page. It's like what we thought we had to break our backs for to retire wow. to, we can see now. Nobody ever tells you that. Mm. Just pick up and move to the palm trees and still not do anything. Like, right. Like they, right. They got the same things here. There's Section 8 here. There's based <laughs> on your income. It's all of that. But they got palm trees. Nobody ever says that to you. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. say break your back, bust your behind, do it this way, my way, go get a bunch of debt, get your degree, because we said do it this way, and then they go. Like They don't ever teach us that. I need a degree to work for a business owner. I never needed a degree to be one. Hello. Hello. Nobody ever tells us. That. <laughs> so I got out here and there were a lot of things that I had to realize on my own. And it was just like probably the best and worst learning experience of my life. When you're learning <laughs> something, you want to run somewhere. You need somebody, you need someone, yes. you need a good buddy, and mm-hmm. you have to learn it. And there's nowhere to run. Like, so your silence can get really loud sometimes. When you're by yourself and there's nowhere to go with it. But if you just work your way through it, it could be the best experience of your life because I have nothing more than what I had in Ohio. And I'm like, I'm just still got my own place, still got my my own car, my own, got my job. I got like everything is about on the level playing field. Some things may be a little bit bigger, Mm -hmm. but in all in all, I still got the same things I had in Ohio and I've never been happier. Well, for me, it sounds like you have the shift in mindset that plays a big role in how you view life, changing your mindset and changing your environment. So you had two factors working for you. Like those are major things. And let me tell you, when I left, it was very lonely. Um, 
like I think I had moved two weeks before Christmas, right? But Christmas came and everybody's talking about being with their family. And I called my grandma and I cried so hard. Like, I just want to come home. I want to come back oh home. <laughs> and she was like, okay, I'll get you a plane ticket. And it was like $500. It was outrageous, but she did it for me. <laughs> so I came back home. And when I came back home, I'm like, I understood why I left. Let me get my butt back out here and let me do what I got to do. And like yeah. you said, you're very lonely. Your self-talk can make you or break you. Like, really, yeah. really. Then at my job, I'm like, okay, I don't know anyone else. So let me befriend my coworkers. And like, that was the Ooh. worst mistake ever. <laughs> I did it. I did it. You see them every day. They're right there. You know their name. One it's convenient. You, you can it's get some lunch together, but it's the worst. And I had to think about it. And that's the one thing that I did get to myself through my head. Like, you get paid to act like you got some sense at work. You know what I mean? Like, that's how you keep your job. They're paying you to act a certain way. So when you get off and they do something, like, they're no longer being paid to act act like they have some sense. So you get in there and you're like, hey, she's pretty cool. But yeah, once they're not paying her and once she's not under surveillance, then and now here you are with her off ass in your car and you like wait a minute like this is not what I wanted to do can y'all move her seat I don't want her sitting by me anymore like and there's nothing you can do and now you're the funny acting one and, right. the, and it's just like it, it's not fair it's not that's fair not cool. it's not oh. fair but that's the first thing you do that's the first thing I, thing I did and I did the same thing you did I moved December 14th of 2014 right mm-hmm. before Christmas and my birthday is two weeks after Christmas and I was like oh my god oh, oh my god and then everybody was oh it's gonna be your birthday oh you're gonna be in Arizona we coming out for your birthday one person flew out wow so I wanted to cry oh <laughs> so it was just like Christmas and so I was just like everybody's eating for Christmas I ate at the casino so I really wanted to cry so it wasn't the homemade food coming out the oven nothing I'm used to and then my, I'm like that's okay because my birthday mm-hmm. going down and one person like I'm here and it's like oh my god <laughs> <laughs> so it was it for me it was it was like whoa yeah it's yeah, definitely it was, it was, a shock. It, it was like, yeah. Yeah. By yourself, by yourself. They don't. Yeah. Okay. Like, you live in Arizona. They don't. Like, yeah. It was, yeah. It hits mm. you. It does. And, and then when I got there, it's like, okay, everyone's looking at you because you're like, you're the new person. Where did you come from? I've never seen you before. So everyone is making these you know assumptions about me oh she's a rich girl she went home for Christmas she's this she thinks she's better than everybody and I was like nice and very quiet at this job right but so I'll just let because I'm learning the environment I don't want to show up and just be too much so this girl she was I moved to a small town in Georgia and it was like an army base so most of the people were navy army and they're very disciplined strict aggressive and I'm just like woo these these people are a lot So the girl I worked closely with, like, she was a lot, but she was funny. And one day she did something that pushed my buttons. Tiandra, when I tell you I took off my work uniform and I'm like, we can fight right here, 
right now. I don't know what you think we doing, but Ohio, we ain't soft. Columbus, we don't. <laughs> this ain't how yeah. we get down. <laughs> so I had to show up like, yeah, sometimes people make you come out of your character. And yeah, and you're already lonely. So you can snap at any moment. <laughs> There's so many things that are on you, and that's why I used to always say, like, I'm so I was so afraid to talk to people when I was upset about something because there were so many things going on at one time that was just mm. like, if I snap, you're gonna catch an ass whoop, and it's not even yours. Like, it might be okay. somebody from the other day, <laughs> but I am so I'm there. I'm giving the, like yes. it's I'm going to break. This yes. is it. Like and it would be something so small. I remember I was at work. I worked at five o'clock in the morning, and, and you know me and my Pepsi, and I had to have me a Pepsi. And the girl in front of me took the last Pepsi, and I just looked at her, like, "Do you want to live?" Like that's the only thing I could think of. To, like it, that's and she was just looking at me, and she was like, "You look like you need this." And I didn't. Even, there was no thank you. There was no gratitude. I was like, "Yeah, like, <laughs> like give me this Pepsi." Like it was. It's just like I was so ready to snap, but it's just a just a culmination of things just pile up on yes. you, and you get to a point where you're like, "Okay, how much more am I supposed to take?" Like, mm. and then you start to question everything. And then I got to a point where people would say, "Oh, this is it. my grandfather would always say it's either a blessing or a lesson." And I'm like, "Why yes. do I have so many lessons? Like, this does oh, not feel like a blessing." So, what is going on with me? Like, what did I do? Was I wrong for leaving? Like, mm. is it supposed to be this hard? Were all these signs to take my butt back? Like, I questioned mm-hmm. everything after a while because it was just like, this is too much. This is too much. It's not that hard. I've done it before. I've lived on my own before. I've had my own car. I've had my own bills. I've done it before. But then mm-hmm. you have to realize, like, you did it. And we all like to say, oh, I'm grown. I did it by myself. I did this. I do it on my own. But you really don't because even when you're doing maybe the financial or the physical part on your own. Mentally, I could call and dump on my grandfather or I could call my aunt who was a pastor or I could and mm. get something from it. And I didn't realize that I was actually, you, you don't really do it on your own. But when I got here, <laughs> right, so, you know, it was on my own. I can't get up, get off work at 9 p.m. and call them and feel some time because it's, it's midnight there. There's sleep. Mm. Mm. So there's time working against me. There's this, it's just so many things and you just don't really realize it. I did the whole co-worker thing. I did. And it went, <sighs> yeah, it went. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I'm going to say. It, all... <laughs> it, it went, but you start to realize that you, that's what I said. You realize you're back in the sandbox. You're back on the playground at three o'clock sometimes. Like it's, you're back there and you're like, you just like to think I'm grown. I'm this, I'm that, but. Life has a way of put, taking you back to very childlike situations yes. just to see how you're going to handle it. And most times we just give it a new fancy word or a new fancy way of thinking. And that's why I had to come to a, cause I like to say, Oh, I was triggered. That's a trigger. Mm. You're triggering me, but no a trigger mm-hmm. is a tantrum. You have a tantrum. Your 36 year old, but it's acting between three and six and you're wow. having a tantrum. Like, <laughs> Yeah, come on, Tiana, do something like you're having a tantrum. You can't have a tantrum. Wow, every time you don't like something, so I had to start replacing words mm-hmm. <laughs> and talking to myself because if I did not, and I had to get somebody to talk to, I had to because I was so so many things happened to me at one time, and then I got the room 
And as soon as I got through it on what I thought was my own, I got hit with a whole slew of other things. And it was just like, I got to find a way to deal with this better than what I'm dealing. Because yes, you think you okay. You smile like you okay. You act okay. You dress cute like you okay. Mm -hmm. But when something else hits you, then you figure out you're not okay. (laughs) Yeah. And when the Pepsi situation comes about, that's when you know you're not okay. (laughs) You're not okay at all. I was mm-hmm. at work. Like, I literally was gearing to walk to my desk. Like, every supervisor that I would have ever had in that building was right along that road. And I was really getting ready to flip about a Pepsi. See? <laughs> See? <laughs> but I love how you said how, okay, so trigger. I think we have, social media has come up with, like, so many new words. Not even come up, but just putting them out there and overusing it and using it in the wrong context for me trigger toxic um you know just a whole bunch of of words that they throw out there but trigger it is it taps into something that you like to forget about or something that you have to work on and when I knew that I had changed is when I started responding differently because you can be Mm -hmm. triggered every single day you will be triggered every single day but it's about how you respond to what is being brought at you so how, what is your response now when you are triggered or a button is pushed? I don't respond. Wow. Verbally. I don't respond verbally. So what I had to learn is my mouth <laughs> mm. is, <laughs> it'll open before my brain even starts. Like my mouth. Mm-hmm. And what I did for so long is thought that I have to change. I have to change me. This about me is wrong. ABC about me is wrong. XYZ needs to change. And Mm. what I had to learn the hard way was we never change. That's our problem. We get out here and we try to change people and say, if only you change this, then I can do that. And it's just like, you know what? People never change who they are. It's just their love and compassion for you has them to operate different. So my mouth has not changed. (laughs) Mm-hmm. <laughs> but and I'm serious and I always used to and I used to think it was cute oh I don't know how to argue I, I would just say something out of my mouth to go below the belt grab you at the jugular rip it out wow. and dump it on the ground because I wanted you to shut up right okay but that little I'm gonna just rip your heart out mouthpiece of mine didn't understand that once you burn a bridge you can't run back over yeah. Or just because I say something to you, I can't control how you react. So you may never want to speak to me again. Right. You know what I mean? So, but for me, I was over it after you shut up. Because that's what I wanted. <laughs> I wanted you to shut up. So I'm done. Like, Mission accomplished. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm done. So I have to learn. My thing was, I, it's not that I, I don't still think the things that I would have said. It comes up. Trust me. It's right there on the tip of my tongue. I'll be wanting to say it. <laughs> but I've learned to shut up. Mm and assess myself before I react because the things that I've been through caused me to think that someone's after me. Take it mm. personal. You're meaning to do this. You're trying to hurt me. And for a long time in my childhood, I did not talk. And then about 19, I just blew up. Wow. So I, I, can't, I can't speak first. That's my thing. I can't speak first. If mm-hmm. you do something to me, I have to sit in it Ooh. and analyze it. 
and then I can come to you. If I don't sit in it first, it's any whatever come out of my mouth is going to be deadly. Hmm. Because at this point, I use my mouth to provoke you into letting me fly off the handle the way I really want to. Mm. And I feel like I was like that because I wasn't justified in doing it. (laughs) And the situation to you may not be that serious, but to me, it was that serious because when I was a kid, I wasn't, it was you to be seen and not heard. Yes. Don't speak. Yes. And then I got it from both ways because my mom's side of the family is kind of like a kid, you know, you speak when you've spoken to, mm-hmm. you know, I don't care. That's still your mama. That's still your aunt. That's still your auntie. Don't you, you know, and then they want to throw the honor of your father and your mother, your days to be numbered and all that on you. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then when you go to my dad's side of the family, they're from, um, they're run a whole church. <laughs> Oh, so from that end, it was I needed prayer. Wow, I had a spiteful demon in me. I was just, I was, you know, evil. I was mean. I was, you know, what I mean. So they wanted to pray that out of me. Oh, but it was wow! Just all these things built up in me that I just needed to unleash, and felt like in my way, I felt hurt. I felt jaded. I felt like you know less than. So. I just, mm-hmm. you know, I, who could I say it to? I couldn't yell at you and say you did something to me or you hurt my feelings because then I ran whooping. Who are you talking right. to? Right. Watch your mouth. Mm. You know mm. what I mean? So it was just like, it never got a chance. So when it, oh, <laughs> when I got to, I'm grown. Mm-hmm. Oh, that mouthpiece? <laughs> mm. Y'all can't tell me no now. I got okay. my own house. I got my own car. I got <laughs> what this. Can All the you stuff do? you said I needed to be grown. So you can't say anything. And that's exactly how I operated. Mm. And I operated like that. And unfortunately, until I figured out on my own, <laughs> hey, that might not be a good thing to do. <laughs> Nobody ever stopped me. Oh. Nobody said this was wrong. It was, ooh, you know her in that mouth. But nobody ever sat me down and said, hey, baby girl. Wow. It's not cute. Wow. And everyone who didn't do it on the other end of things, they never really chastised it because they said, y'all brought it on yourself. Mm. Y'all didn't didn't let her speak. Y'all didn't let her do this. So nobody ever stopped me. Wow. Nothing stopped me until... My grandfather finally was like, baby, you have a husband. <laughs> mm. You He can't break his wife down like that, but you can't break that man down like that either. Oh, wow. You have to protect each other because the world is going to break you down from the moment you say, I do. Wow. You have to. And he told me the day I got married, like you, okay, come here. But nobody stopped me before. <laughs> nobody said it was a problem. Nobody said a thing to me. Mm. It was just, that's her mouth. Don't get her started. Oh, that mouth get going. Y'all better not piss her off. It was just like, a, <laughs> leave her alone. And it was not until. So I had to literally learn to control my mouth and be a wife at the same time. Wow, that's deep. I think that's why I'm not a wife because I look at myself, like, keeping it real, I look at myself like, who's going to stop me? Who's going to do this? Like, I will argue down my point with anyone and I'm going to bring up the facts and you're not going to tell me I'm wrong about anything. 
Very like, because I can prove it. So I actually got like let go of a job, and on the job when I use it as a reference, they was like she was confrontational, and I'm like, huh? Like shocked? Yeah. How dare he say that about me? But I was. If I didn't disagree, we're gonna have a whole dispute, a whole debate. I would like to add my favorite movie is The Great Debater. So yeah, that mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm coming for you. If I'm and- right, I'm right, and you're gonna hear it. But the thing is, it's like sometimes it was like. Do I want to be right or do I want to have peace? Like, do I have to say it? Girl, let me clap time. on that. <laughs> do I want to be like, right do or I do I have to have say peace? it? Like, I know I'm right. And if yes. you're right, nothing in this universe can change that. So eventually, he going to have an aha moment and know you're right too. Eventually. You know what I mean? Like, what I'm saying? Eventually. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's just like, so you have like a... I guess like a moment where it's just like, is it really worth it? Like if a yes. knockdown drag out fight, is it really worth it? And when they tell you, pick your battle, pick your battle, you don't really get it until you get into something like this, like mm-hmm. what I'm going through now. And it's just like, is it worth it? Do mm-hmm. I have to? And mm-hmm. like my new thing right now is return to sender. Like when they say that about Ooh. the mail and you don't even open up the mail and you just, your, your spirit ain't right, return to sender. You like talking that. crazy all on on online all day and everything you said been been negative and then you call my phone decline return to sender I don't want it like I'm not I'm not pulling a you on you I'm not getting petty with you I'm not mm. matching energy because I'm way up here now I, when I jump down there with you I got to build myself back up to where I woke up at <sighs> and I'm not doing any of anything of that with you I'm protecting this whole aura I got going on right here and you can't penetrate it. Like, I can't walk into Walmart and pick up peace off the shelf. I can't walk into Walmart and pick up stability off the shelf. So the You're things preaching, I have girl. busted my behind for, <laughs> you cannot touch. Like, don't not even, no, it ain't no window shopping. Don't pick it up in the store and, hold yes. it and look at it. Don't. Return to sender. Goodbye. And I don't care who it is. <laughs> I <laughs> love that. Talk to you later. Like, I, I just don't, I can't. I can't anymore. Like, I can't. Because when you got to think about it, like when they teach you in school, energy is not transferable. Doesn't it? You know, like energy transfer. And you're like, yeah, whatever. I remember for the test. Yeah, it's right. an aha moment. And I was like 34. <laughs> and I'm like, whoa, like you come to me and you dump it. And when you get off the phone with them, you're like, yeah, your mind is still yelling at you. Like you're like, mm. let me, yeah. ooh, I need a drink. Oh, I need it. And next thing you know, you down. <laughs> Yes. With them. Yes. Now you need a nap or something to try to bring yourself back up. I'm not going down there with you anymore. And it's just like, like you said, social media makes it so easy to not only justify, but glorify some things that we should be ashamed of. Ooh. And we do not do it. For me, it's the word trigger. Like you give me, like everybody gets triggered all day, every day. Like you figure out, it just happens every day. But mm-hmm. we put a fancy word on it, and now we use that as a justification to react any act way we want to. Yeah, yeah, and it just it just not, not even feel ashamed about it because now you got thirty five people that will jump on there and comment a hundred fifty two right. times. Yeah, you was right. Say it again. Yeah. do that. Preach. Make mm-hmm. it shareable. You know all this stuff to perpetuate your bullshit. But if you yes. say, "Oh, I got a new job," you don't have five likes. You know okay. what I mean? And people don't even get that. And it's just like the other thing I hate and I, I hate it and I'm 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 definitely one of the culprits because I used to say it all the time until I had to realize it. Petty. 
they make this word petty like the most glorious thing, the a crown of jewels. And it's like petty is synonymous with miserable. Like you have to have mm. misery Come to on, go girl. out of your way. Come on, girl. To make sure somebody's day goes wrong. Like, <laughs> like be... it takes zero effort to be a decent person, not a good one, not a great one, to be a decent person. It takes mm. zero effort. Somebody smile, you smile back. Mm-hmm. They hold the door for you, say thank you. Like, do you know how much effort it takes to hold a grudge or be pissed at somebody? I got to make sure you look in when I roll my eyes. I got to have that, that smart remark ready as soon as you open it. I got to make sure I'm watching what you're doing so I can make sure I got a grimy comment to say. I got to know when to be shady. I got to time it right so it come off the way I want to. Then you get on Facebook and got all these subliminal posts but no name. Like, man. Who are Man, it takes so much energy to be a bitter, mean bitch. Like, I think that's why I let mine down. But they don't call it bitter. Yeah, it's It's Queen Petty. Queen Petty. I'm just being me. I'm petty. I'm being petty Betty today. (laughs) You know, and you know, and all these things. And we read it like, oh, and then, you know, then we, you sit at home and nobody is around you. You've been in your nice little bubble and it's say, oh, it's 200 comments. You go click. Now you petty too, because you reading everything. Like if you got, you yep. gotta know when to take that thing about your life. <laughs> yes, you, know you do. Yes, you gotta you do. know when to stop, because you gotta realize, like I, I enjoy a good kiki and a good ha ha with anybody, but you gotta start to realize when people, even some of the closest ones, even the ones you hold dear, the ones you love the most, when they don't have anything to talk about or smile about unless somebody else's world is crumbling. Oh, wait. Like, you have to watch it because a good kiki or you know, you hear that and you're like, oops, ears open, perked up, and you like, yeah, yeah, give it to me. But it's just like, if that's all you have to talk to me about, are are you waiting for me to give you your next tea to tell next person? Like, what are you waiting for? Like, if that's all we have to talk about, I I, I can't. I can't can't anymore. I don't have it. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. have it. There's way too many people getting new jobs, getting promotions, coming into their new them. Like it's so many things that we should not be glorifying that social media makes amazing. And yes. then the things that we should be glorifying, they want you to crawl into a ball. We got people coming out of 20 year relationships of just torment, mental just, just nothingness and we like, mm, she's been a start over. Mm, everybody got something to say about what she doing, but nobody said, finally! <laughs> you got it! Like, nobody's happy for this person, so then they go crawl up in the ball and have to go through their journey alone, or you end up figuring out, hey, I was a person all the time. <laughs> mm, yeah. Yes. And you got to sit in and stew in it. Nobody wants to say, hey, I can change this about me. Mm-hmm. Or nobody says anything to us about not doing things that we should be doing. Like, I got to think about it. Like, if my husband looked good, his hair cut, and his dinner is cooked, and his house is clean and everything, and then Dallas and Denver have their hair done and nice clothes on, and Jordans on their feet and everything like that, and my hair all over my head, and I got one shoe on and one sandal. Everybody like, she a good mom. Ooh. She's a good wife. And it's just like, hey, I'm here. Like You're neglecting yourselves like, to feed into but, other people. But we're taught. Yes. We are taught that that's how to be a wife. 
and how to be yes. a mother and all that. And that's the biggest lesson I had to learn when I started my journey was the first thing that came out of my mouth was I have to do this for my kids. Mm. I have to do this for my kids. And that woman looked me dead in my face and said, if that's why you're here, get up. Wow. Because if your kids are the only reason that you need to change something, eventually this is going to be for now. Your kids are going to grow up. They're going to have their own lives. They're going to move on. And then what will you have? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You have to do. And I had, I literally had nothing else to say to her. What, what, mm. am I, what else am I doing it for? Because I was fine before. Or so I thought. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I was cool before. So I just don't want to give my kids a childhood that the things I felt I missed. Mm. But I also did not want to be the one to say, how do I know what I missed? You know what I mean? Because that's some of the problem right now. I have boys. And a lot of these boys around here are dealing with what their mom thought was a man or what they feel they missed from their daddy. So they Mm -hmm. tell their son, that's a man. Mm -hmm. And so then you get a boy in a big man's body <laughs> giving you some left field stuff and he thinks he a man. Yep. So you end up and I'm like, I don't want my boys to have that. I don't want my boys to feel that. I don't want to give them incorrect information. I don't I mean I mean I was in the room. They came out. No manual came behind them. <laughs> okay. I can't okay. say that I'm doing it wrong. I can't say that I'm doing it right, but I can say that I know what I don't want to do. Right. And they say when you run from something, you're running in a circle right back to it. So I didn't want to do that either. Mm. I wanted to do it right. So I had to figure out, like, wait a minute. In order to be a good mom or a better mom or the best that you can be, you got to be a good you. Like, yes, you can't be great at something and not be good first. Like, I got to be an okay me and then a good me mm-hmm. and then a great me. And then I can be somebody's great wife and somebody's great mom and all of that good stuff. It's like, levels. I have to figure it out. Yeah, it's definitely levels. But social media skips those levels. They, they skip the dark moments when you're getting up to there. We just see, oh, they have this now. They're here now. Not showing everything it took to get there. That's my problem with social media. And that's why I try to be so transparent about things because I'm healing, but it ain't days that I don't sit in my room and cry. Like that's a part of the healing journey. Like that's what comes with it. But we don't know that because that's not put out there. Ugly. uh, Ugly Ugly cry. Oh my lips. Ugly cry. Why me? I'm good. It's just just, not bubbles. You just look like a little kid. I I always make a joke. I said, one day was one of them sessions looking like Roscoe (laughs) on uh, Martin when he came to the door snotting. Like you just. Back to the sandbox. There you go. Yep. That's what it takes. That's what it takes. So I don't want to have. Okay. So my takeaway from that was I need to learn how to shut my mouth in order to be a good wife or a better person. (laughs) So I appreciate that. You really dropped so many gems. Um, Also the return to sender. That's good. I'm going to use that. I learned a lot from you today. So I want to thank you for that. We do have to wrap it up for the sake of time. Um, 
I appreciate you so much. But before we go, we have to talk about your business, your company. Let's hear about it. Oh, my baby that I never knew I needed. So my company is Aura and Glow. And we uh, specialize in natural soy massage candles, wax melts. And I always say all things homey or all says in war, but I do all natural, vegan friendly room and linen sprays, working on the carpet fresh, uh, natural whip turmeric shea body butters. Uh, just a little bit of everything. I mean, you know, sharing that. And I got, to get online. <laughs> I got to get online and get the spray. Like, yeah. And I'm all for the carpet. I go heavy on the carpet. Um, <laughs> I go hard. I, so. I go heavy on everything. <laughs> I just, it took me literally going out of town and coming back to realize how strong my candles are. Because I'll, I'll light like three, four candles. Like, why didn't nobody tell me anything? Oh my I gosh. came home from Houston. I'm like, whoa, what y'all got lit here? They was like, just that one. Just <laughs> one. It's right. <laughs> just, just the one. <laughs> just it only took that one. But then I got checked because he was like, oh, you think it's cool to be lighting my candle? Because his little peach candle, he don't want nobody touching it. So. <laughs> candle we had to hear about that okay I have to order <laughs> tell me how I order so to order we have the website orandglow.com a-u-r-a-a-n-d-g-l-o-w.com um, through the uh, Wix Wix.com they have an app so orandglow actually has an app powered by Wix.com awesome. um, so there's a app there you can order there or you can order on the website awesome awesome Thank you so much for joining me. I hope you got some takeaways from this. I hope you got some topics that you can take back and even discuss with your own family. You are very appreciated. I just want you to know. And hopefully you come back for more. We have a lot coming up and I'm very excited about the things to come. Now, every Wednesday, I will be on my Instagram live and I will be doing follow-ups for the podcast. If you would want to discuss something in further detail that you heard or you have a story that is relevant, tap in with me. Let's get on live. Let's have a good time, okay? My Instagram is Daya, D-A-Y-A underscore Lene, L-Y-N-A. And I'm going to do this every Wednesday, 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Thank you, family. Stay safe. Stay prayed up.